Welcome to a new edition of The Brand Called You. Today I have an absolute legend, someone who I hold in very high respect, oh, Dr. Kiran Modi. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Kiran is a PhD in American Literature from IIT Delhi. She is the founder and managing trustee of Udayan Care. She is winner of the National Award for Child Welfare in 2014. Um, and of course, she's been awarded, recognized all over. So Kiran, uh, there is a story behind why you founded Odeon Care. Would you like to share that with us? Well, from childhood, I was always interested and to, to change it into an equitable society. It really affected me that I was going to a good school and my maid's daughter, she was at home and helping her mother do all kinds of chores. So I used to teach her another, uh, you know, disadvantaged girl in the neighborhood. I used to teach them. I had also set up a small library even when I was uh, in class three, you know, so that more and more children from the neighborhood could come and study. But I never thought that I would make it my vocation in life. Mm -hmm. I was more interested in literature, painting, and that was my world. And of course, my family, I had two children, they were growing up and look, looking after them was the greatest joy. A quirk of fate and uh, I suffered from personal bereavement. And uh, that's when I started think, thinking of people who are coming from disadvantaged sector more. I'm sorry for And that's ask. how Odin Care came into being. Okay. So, you know, you uh, are changing the lives of thousands of girls. Um, could you tell us some of the challenges you face with some of these girls? First, tell me how you get these girls to all the centers. And then what are some of the challenges you face? Because India is still a very traditional family structure. Yeah. So actually, first of all, I would like to correct you. I don't think I'm transforming anybody's life. It's my life which is getting transformed. Well said. And the same thing I've heard from all my thousands of mentors and volunteers, each one feels that their lives are getting transformed. We've got several programs and one of the flagship is Udayan Ghars, in which we, have, we are running children's homes and these homes are run like any family home. So just about 12 children, they are, these are orphaned and abandoned children and through a complete judicial process, uh, you know, completely under the juvenile laws of the country, they are given to us by the local child welfare committees and then the children come to us and we look after them. From, uh, then the other program is education program for the disadvantaged girls. Mm -hmm. Those are called Udayan Shalini Fellowships. And we are also running a lot of uh, digital learning centers and other vocational training centers, again focused on uh, disadvantaged sector. So I'll tell you about each one of them. So before we get into that, how do you define or how does the government define disadvantaged? So uh, there are several definitions for us, especially for me, uh, any child or any adult who's not getting opportunities to grow, okay. that is a disadvantaged person. Not necessarily economically disadvantaged. They become economically disadvantaged, otherwise they would, you know, go to the next level. Okay. Yeah, so I think it should be an equitable society where economically, fi financially, intellectually, 
in every which way everyone should be supported hmm. to go towards the next phase in their lives okay. so in the children's homes which is called udayan ghars yeah. these are homes for orphaned and abandoned children and these children are given to us by the cwcs mm. and then we raise them like our own children mm. the the difference that we brought here is by enrolling people like you and me as lifetime committed mentor parents okay. so that's the big big change that we have brought in here mm. these parents who are also successful parents in their own right because they have raised their own children now they are able to bring their parenting skills to these children who are either coming from dysfunctional families or who never had parents because they never saw their parents mm-hmm. so it is bringing in a lot of inputs and intellectual capabilities and children are evolving and they are put into good schools they are given all developmental opportunities and most of all the mental health care and counseling so this is how the children are you know uh, being brought up they remain in the home while they are till 18 and at what age do you normally get the girls see it depends on the need of the child it could be even a 16 year old okay. who is coming to us so till 18 these homes cater to the children okay. and after that uh, they go to our after care facilities and they are supported and talk to us about the after care facilities after care means you know above 18 okay. so we have very good juvenile laws in our country mm-hmm. so uh, in the juvenile justice act clearly mentioned that how the after care should be run but hardly any after care is happening mm-hmm. most of the time even uh, judicial functionaries they think their job is over mm-hmm. at the age of 18 mm-hmm. now the child has become adult go out but tell me i mean you or me or anyone has anybody survived after 18 on their own no. they always needed you know support Correct. So this is how we are doing. So till the time they get into, they finish their education, they get into jobs. Till then, they are our responsibility. Actually, even beyond. Mm. So like recently, a 27-year-old, he he's been in the job for the last four years, living on his own, mm. making very good with his life. Now he has found a girl for himself. So he came to us for his marriage, mm-hmm. and we, you know, got him married. So similarly, we have got 28 girls who. whom we have helped in getting married at different phases Amazing. and now we are proud grandparents of 29 Incredible. children so this is very beautiful yeah. and it gives us so much joy to have this kind of a stability and a continued relationship with the children then in the udayan shalini fellowship program we look at girls from the disadvantaged families mm-hmm. in class 11 there is a huge process called nat needs ambition talent and the girls are have to clear this mm-hmm. then they become a shalini shalini means a dignified empowered woman okay. and then we provide them not only uh, funding support for their continued education again they are given mentors wow. because in the ghar program we realized without giving any mentoring support no point in writing checks Correct. because that doesn't go very much mm-hmm. so these girls are getting very good mentors who support them who talk to them and uh, make them think of their own future goals and help them setting up goals and kind of push them towards that goal okay so we are we started with 72 girls in delhi and now we have got 9000 girls in 21 cities and again my biggest joy is to get these conveners who set up different chapters they are all volunteers and they commit themselves for life incredible and they build up the complete you know ecosystem they develop a volunteer team 
they develop even donors locally wow. so which is the most beautiful part amazing and uh, if i can use the term odian graduates um, what kind of roles or jobs do they go into and do some of them come back and work at odian also yeah so actually in the ghar program we raise them like our own children mm-hmm. and we feel before they join us they must go out and experience the world okay so we it depends on the child's capability what kind of education the child is able to finish and uh, suppose a girl comes to me or a boy comes to me at the age of 15 16 mm-hmm. and already with a very very traumatized past and a disrupted education mm-hmm. obviously we can't take them to university mm-hmm. but you know a child who's been with us for a longer period definitely definitely goes to the university becomes a graduate then we are able to get them into better jobs mm-hmm. so it all depends you know on the child's uh, caliber and the past mm-hmm. which weighs a lot you know mm-hmm. so um, once they get into jobs we are very happy that they should experience the outside world but they do come back okay. in the sense we have appointed you know at least two of our girls at different points of time okay. and now they are again you know let go into the wider world because they must understand the competition mm-hmm. in life mm-hmm. it, if they remain here it will be like your own organization Correct. like your own you know family Correct. so that's the idea Correct. and uh, what i'm realizing is our children are doing quite well mm-hmm. in their jobs but once you get a job they still need a lot of hand holding because the trauma keeps on coming up one of the girls told me that when i am i was with you for everything even if something very major happened you people always took time off mm-hmm. made us sit down counseled us heard us out but now after marriage and after job the boss for one minute he can say no you are not doing all right mm-hmm. just get lost mm-hmm. in after marriage my husband can scream at me my mother in law can scream at me mm-hmm. nobody sits down and talks to me the way it was done in the children's home sometimes i wonder you know what kind of a society are we i agree i agree and are we preparing our children to face this kind of a society mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. that's true and uh, you know 9000 girls all graduating at different periods of time uh, do you have a strong alumni network in the beginning when we were starting out in in the, especially in the shalini program when it was 2002 it the program started at that time we were not thinking about alumni but in 2 to 3 years we started thinking about alumni so now we have you know all the children enrolled with us mm-hmm. we are going back to locate even the earlier ones the girls who graduated in 2007 8 they are continuously coming back they are themselves tracing us out mm-hmm. and coming back to give back so they are coming in as donors yeah. they are coming in as resource people and resource people means they come and do capacity building workshops with our girls and they also come in as mentors so it's beautiful amazing and the last one of your program which we haven't spoken about is udayan info care uh, udayan care info technology and vocational training yes talk to me about this yeah so we have 17 such centers where digital learning and which is very very employability focused mm-hmm. like for example turning them into graphic designers turning them into accountants mm-hmm. uh, desktop publishers so we are t- training different kinds of courses to different communities who are coming from disadvantaged background mm-hmm. so these are all youth yeah. many of them have dropped out from school 
So now, not only are they trained into a proper certified course, we, we also have an employability cell, you know, so where we are reaching out to the employers, getting them into internships and leading to jobs. Mm. All these children I'm noticing, they need a lot of handholding, whether they are coming from our children's homes or coming from the community, because they've never worked and work culture needs to be evolved, you mm. know, so ethics of the work culture, we make a lot of insistence upon Wonderful. that. So, you know, just shifting gears a little bit, you know, I was fortunate enough to have served on the board of the Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunization, wow. Gavi, which was set up to meet the fourth millennium development goal of the United Nations, which was for mother and child health. Wow. And uh, Gavi is doing a lot of work in India, again, with women and children. Are there any health challenges that you face with a lot of the girls who are with you or they're slightly older? See, uh, in, I mean, there are different kinds of challenges and different ways of meeting with them. In the children's homes, we've been lucky enough to get huge partnerships mm -hmm. with uh, people like Dr. Dang, Dr. Marjan. So all the initial screening is done by them. And we realize a lot of children come with malnutrition. A lot of children come with TB mm -hmm. and, you know, some other um, congenital diseases. And we have developed a lot of uh, tie-ups with different doctors and hospitals like Medanta. All of them come forward and help us in looking after the health of our children. As far as the Udyan Shalini Fellowship, we do an initial screening even there with the help of the local uh, doctors. And what we realize, many of them suffer from low hemoglobin. Mm -hmm. And because of that, they are not able to concentrate. Many of them have been found to be in depression. Okay. And it was to my utter shock, two girls were also found to be with thalassemia. Wow. Out of a um, hundred girls whom we got were tested, mm -hmm. uh, two girls got thalassemia. So, you know, it's very important to screen them when they come to us so that necessary action could be taken. Amazing. So, uh, Kiran, you know, there are a lot of people who are listening to us, so we see your video. Um, how does someone get associated with you, either as a mentor parent, or to fund, or as a donor, or even uh, because of the reach to the corporate world, how does someone start offering internships to a lot of uh, the girls there? Yeah, so actually it's very simple because uh, we are available on the website mm -hmm. www.udayancare.org okay. and all kinds of possible help that you can render is listed there. You can come in as a donor, you can come in as an individual donor, you can come in, come in as a corporate donor yeah. under CSR or even personally, you can come in as an employer who can offer job opportunities to our children but these are on the on the website but we also make enough efforts okay. to reach out okay. and that's how our tribe of mentors and volunteers it has really grown we have school and university tie-ups mm -hmm. where school students and and, and uh, university students they are coming to us for internships so we give them properly defined uh, profiles so that they can work with us one month to three months, even for from international universities, a lot of students are coming. Okay. So they find it worthwhile and we find it worthwhile to invest in them. Mm -hmm. Because one, we are very much interested in creating a cadre of socially sensitive people. It gives them an opportunity to know about the NGO mm -hmm. and also deliver something mm -hmm. which otherwise we would have paid for. Mm -hmm. 
Another thing that we've been doing, and I don't think we had the opportunity to talk about it, if I could add please, it here. Please, please. Um, after doing so many years of direct support, mm -hmm. we are realizing that I can't touch all the children. There are 22.3 million orphaned children in my India. And if from my children's home so far, maybe 1500 children have been, you know, passing through. I can't touch all. So we started realizing that it's not important only to do our work properly, but it's very important to develop training programs, to reach out to different functionaries of government as well as NGO sector, develop advocacy around standards of care, okay. what are the other alternative care yeah. for reforms. So we have been conducting a lot of conferences. <coughs> national yeah. as well as international and uh, I mean they've become quite institutionalized mm -hmm. these are called biennial conferences by cons okay. so already we have done three such international conferences mm -hmm. the fourth one is on the way mm -hmm. next year in the month of September we will be conducting this international conference with the help of a host of national and international uh, funding mm -hmm. and uh, we have also been very much interested in collectivizing mm -hmm different kinds of you know stakeholders mm -hmm. when you are able to collectivize when you are together on a platform you are able to share your vision your mm -hmm. voice and make a voice that can reach out to the mm -hmm. government mm -hmm. so we've been able to collectivize care leavers okay. 18 plus youth mm -hmm. not only from our organization but from you know other organizations also okay. so they are coming together they are meeting they are discussing their own uh, problems of growing up what can be done and you know they've started writing down and things have started reaching out to the government i think this is our next big thing we've just concluded a major research with 450 care leavers and i think it's quite a seminal work Amazing. and already one can see the ripple effect into different you know states mm -hmm. everyone has started realizing the value of aftercare well it's often been said that if you educate a girl you educate a family true and you actually then change the lives of the, the, the girl an educated girl can change the lives of family absolutely you have the satisfaction of seeing this happening right in front of your eyes absolutely god has been great wonderful so can you let me move to a few uh, questions for you personally you know, you uh, always wanted to do this from the time you were a child, started with care, looking after so many girls and doing such an amazing amount of work. What is the secret of your success? I don't think there is any secret. You just have to have passion, mm -hmm. compassion, determination. Mm -hmm. You know, Passion, compassion, determination. Okay. And uh, I don't think, you know, I mean, when people ask me what were the challenges, I mean, you must have noticed that I could not answer that question because I don't feel it is challenges. Mm -hmm. You know, these are uh, like any work that you do, there will be, you know, uh, certain issues which you need to address. Mm -hmm. And I think God takes care. And if you are passionate enough, I f firmly believe, you know, something starts happening in the cosmos mm -hmm. and everyone comes around and things start happening, mm. you know. So I really don't think we have faced a lot of challenges in that sense. Okay. okay. So uh, I'm going to ask you uh, one question which I ask all my guests and it really stems from the fact that 
Indians particularly do not teach their children the meaning of failure. Yeah. And uh, I'm actually writing a new book on failure wow. also because you know we are always taught first you must be first in class you must be ahead of the team we see this manifesting itself on the road somehow my car must be right in front when a aircraft lands full of indians everyone wants to get off first etc i want to know from you what have been your learnings from some of the mistakes you have made i don't know really but i'm a very very reflective person introspection is always going on in fact sometimes people think that i suffer from hamletian dilemma to be or not to be because for everything i just keep on thinking oh why did i do this maybe i could have done that but uh, i think unless you reflect you know you are, you will not be able to go to the next level and any work that you have done always takes you to the next level because there has been some learning it is up to you to take that learning correct correct so um the question again for you any regrets regrets no way no regrets if my if i'm given the life again i would be doing the same but maybe one thing that i did was i mean i would do it differently i was always given to volunteering and developing a team of volunteers did not believe in spending too much money on professionals mm-hmm. so i kept on doing everything on my own mm-hmm. just to save that extra bit of money so that uh, i could take in more children but with time i'm realizing that if you have real good professional support you can grow manifold but the problem is where do you find those kind of professionals i'm also realizing things are becoming a bit mercenary in this sector also mm. so it's becoming very difficult to find the kind of professionals you can afford so when you say mercenary i'm assuming you mean people want a lot of money to come and work yes you know with all this csr opening up everywhere the money is becoming a quite a you know major decision maker you know it's not like earlier when people just used to wear a kurta pajama and a jhola and would go to the the villages and work because of their passion it's no longer like that which is also good this sector also needs to grow this sector also needs to draw the best of the people just the way the corporate world does and i'm noticing that many many social sector uh, corporate people are getting into the social sector which is very good but somewhere one has to make a balance i i am a firm opinion that if you have other sectors other ways of uh, you know making your two ends meet you should not be looking at the social sector for making money that's right. my firm belief and that's why i have been able to develop this huge volunteer force we are in 21 cities for usf and another few cities for the gen ghas program everywhere these are the volunteers who have committed themselves for life and they are managing the programs mm. i think this must be one of the rare programs where you will find volunteers in such key positions i see so one last question for you you know uh, you spoke about uh, 22.3 million orphans i think it is 23.6 i'm getting a little confused okay. yeah that's okay 23 whatever yeah. uh, but a very large number of yeah. children who are orphans and while you're doing a huge amount of work you say i wish i could have touched more people what would your thoughts be if other 
organizations want to replicate the success of Udaya? We would be more than happy. That's why we have developed, you know, so many training programs and we are continuously calling for conferences and seminars so that more and more, not only of our work, there are any number of good models. It's not Udayan Kheri is only creating a different mm -hmm. model. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is different, sure. but there are other models also which are very good. So, and these models need to be documented. These models need to be shown to the people mm -hmm. so that more and more people start coming into the sector. Okay. So Kiran, thank you very much. I wish you lots and lots of success for the amazing work you're doing. I'm grateful you've agreed to come to our podcast and videocast. All the best. I can't tell you how grateful I am to you for giving me this opportunity. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Brand Called You podcast. Be sure to visit tbcy.in to join the conversation, access show notes, and discover fantastic bonus content. You can follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Simply search for The Brand Called You. Thank you and see you next week.